Welcome to the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cheshire. And in this podcast, I speak with impact-driven founders and share their real-time stories about how their solution has a positive impact on society. This is a show for founders, investors, and all individuals looking for some positivity and optimism as you hear from people working hard to help better our society and our planet. You can expect to learn about some awesome new products and services in this show that will bring you more hope in our quest to solve some of society's biggest issues. Let's dive in to this week's episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. In this episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast, I'm sitting down with Tracy Barry McGee, the founder of the nonprofit I Define Me Movement, for a discussion about mental health in young girls and how her movement empowers girls and young women to be the best versions of themselves and to create a safe space for them to talk about their challenges, anxieties, and feelings. The nonprofit is based out of St. Louis, but it's also across the U.S., and they have chapters across the globe. I was drawn to Tracy and her work because mental health and anxieties and depression among young girls is a continuously growing problem in the world today, particularly in the U.S. Her solution attacks the issue from the root point and enables these girls to see the wonderful value they have in themselves and to overcome their challenges in a constructive manner. So now, let's dive in and learn more about the I Define Me movement in this episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. Tracy, thank you so much for joining uh, me today. And, and how are you? Doing well. And thank you, Will, for having me. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, I'm really excited to kind of get going and to talk a little bit about the solution that you provide and all the great impact that you're giving into communities, not just in the St. Louis area where you're based, but in, in other parts of the world as well. So I just want to get things started right off the bat so people know. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. What is the I Define Me movement and, and really some of the reasons that you wanted to, to get this going and, and to start okay, helping people? Well, my name is Tracy Barry McGee. I am the founder of the I Define Me movement. I am the, a wife. I'm a mother of three um, amazing young people that are just really defining themselves in this world. And um, I'm a licensed therapist. I have so many roles. I'm a speaker and I have a talk show. But more than anything, I think my purpose, I like to title myself as an empowernista. Um, I started the nonprofit, the I Define Me Movement, 20 years ago in my basement with uh, seven girls. And the need was just to show girls the value of defining your voice. It's all about um, inspiring, uplifting, and empowering our girls to find their purpose. Um, it's about making sure that um, we eliminate, I just want to like totally eliminate bullying, um, representing the value of uh, body representation and how positivity needs to be there when it comes to the images that we see, as well as our girls defining their voice, looking for what their purpose uh, represents when you see the issues that impact our communities, basically us being keepers to each other. I love it. I love it. And on that note, since there's so much the nonprofit and all the work you do and everything is so greatly focused on on young women and on girls and and kids and things of that nature for them to kind of grow up in, in a space where they feel confident and empowered. Like you said, I love that empower empowery stuff, if you will. I really like that. Talk a little bit about some of these issues that maybe young women and girls go through and and why it's so important for them to kind of have a safe space to freely discuss things. And, you know, I think sometimes for people, especially those who uh, you know, maybe in my position where, you know, I am uh, not a woman, you know, I'm a man and I don't have any kids and it's been a little while since I've been a kid. And sometimes you kind of forget and don't think about some of the things that happen, especially with young girls. When you look at stats today, I mean, I know the stats are not kind 
not kind to mental health with with uh, girls and young women. So just kind of talk about that, uh, those challenges that young women and girls are facing right now in today's world. Wow. You know, the thing about this, Will, is a lot of it hasn't changed. When you think back to some of the TV shows and the things that our girls experienced watching back in the day, some of a lot of it was positive. We had our spaces. But now in today's society, um, you got to look at social media. You have to look at television and radio and um, some of the the things that society puts in front of our girls, they have so many challenges. You know, growing up, I dealt with bullying. I, get, I dealt with people talking about my lips, saying they were so big, you can scoop ice cream or calling them soup coolers and people talking about my hair and, you know, skin and all these things. But now our girls also deal with um, the weight issues. Um, are they looking like the, the typical model? And and so anxiety is real. Mental health is something that oftentimes we don't discuss in my community as well as communities uh, all over. And so as a result of that, our girls are struggling to define themselves. Um, I don't think they have a lot of templates of just really seeing truly what it looks like to be authentic and be true to yourself. Everything is filtered. So who's real right now, right? That's such a good point. What's filtered? You know, it, uh, I mean, everything is filtered. I mean, you look at your phone. I mean, and it's just like, hey, this is how you make yourself look better and stuff like, you know, and everything. And I'm like, wow, that is so much pressure, especially when you talk about young girls. You know, obviously, I, I will not pretend like I, I know what that feels like. I mean, I have a younger sister who is in there, but I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know what that feels like in those expectations of beauty and standards and things of that nature as well. And I feel like that that's such a big weight. And then you look at anxiety levels that have kind of been gaining over the course of the last couple decades too. How much of, do you think those external factors that have especially been brought out more via the access of the internet and social media has contributed to kind of the rates and increases that we're seeing and, and, you know, lack of a better word, just, you know, unstable kind of mental health and things of that nature, being anxious more often and, and not having as much confidence in yourself. How much do you think that kind of contributes to the overall factor of things? Oh my gosh, it's huge. It, it is it's overwhelming when you look at the statistics. Um, the Dove Project has done a lot of different research to show you um, how often girls rate themselves. You know, we are, we're big on um, comparing ourselves to someone else. And um, when you think about it, there's a lot of times girls, when, when you say, or do you feel that you're beautiful versus average? Many girls say that they feel average versus beautiful, but beautiful by what and whose standards? Like if you really look at yourself from inside out, I'm sure that even you as a man, you've seen some really, really beautiful women, but the inside is just toxic. And so as a result of social media, um, our girls have access to their phones 24-7. They have access to tablets. Um, the internet is all around them. And so that shutdown is real. They don't often put their phones down. They actually take them into the bedroom. They're with them all the time. So if someone says something negative about you, maybe if you were in school during the day in the past, you may have experienced this and then you went home and you could process it and start over the next day. It doesn't happen that way now. You have access to this this, this outlet of negativity 24-7. And so it's important as parents that they regulate how often our girls get on social media or the things that they post or things that they're not supposed to post um, is talked about and discussed because 
um, quite frankly, they don't understand that they have a digital footprint and how that follows them forever. Yeah, you mentioned the, the parent side of things, right? And and really trying to get an understanding and a grasp. You know, obviously, I am, you know, in, in, in my late 20s and things of that nature. And social media was obviously out as I was a teenager, but it didn't really take off until maybe I was more in my college. So even for me, it's kind of a little bit of an adaptation, especially with, you know, things like TikTok now, which didn't exist years ago and things of that nature. And then you mentioned, obviously, with your own experiences growing up. But there is a little bit of a difference now, as you mentioned, where it's 24-7. They're constantly getting access, criticized. You know, you get that dopamine spike when you get a like on your uh, post and then you get the opposite effect if there's a negative comment. So as a parent and, and as, you know, a, a mom and things of that nature as well, what are some things that you've learned and, and other people in your community have learned about trying to help? these young girls and these young women kind of through these problems and, and issues, knowing that, hey, you've experienced it before, but also at the same time, seeing that difference that in today's world has kind of sparked. You know, for me, I think it's important to give our girls tools. You know, um, oftentimes we do our mother-daughter workshops and we come in to actually ask girls why. Like, why do you post? Um, you know, why do you delete? Um, why do you like? Why do you share? Why do you follow? Who do you follow? Um, one of the things that I often do in our groups is I have this acronym called the love principle. And for parents, um, moms specifically, I tell them that L is really listen to your girls. Oftentimes girls tell me that they um, have so many different influences and the guy appears to be listening. So they're able to share so much and that they say their parents aren't listening. So that L is really important to listen to what it is that your daughter has to say, um, making them put the phone down so that you can get that eye contact and leaning in and nothing else matters because we multitask a lot often and we don't get a chance to really hone in on really how was your day, what's going on, um, being able to pick up on those signs. And then the O is observe, like observe your daughter's nonverbals. You know, as women, we speak loud, even when we don't say anything, you know, if we're angry, we're sad, we're happy. And oftentimes we go throughout the day and we don't sit and really observe what that environment looks like, what environment their daughter has been in throughout the day or what her nonverbals look like. I often tell our girls, you know, if your mom or your dad had a bad day, the moment they walk through the door, you know, you know, if your partner had a bad day, the moment you get in the car. And so really be aware of how our girls are showing up from day to day. You know, our, our kids are good at covering um, when they're not feeling the pain. So really observe that. And then the B is validation. Validation is, is huge. You know, like you said, with the likes and the follows and the shares, but being able to affirm them every day and tell them, hey, have a great day. You look nice. You know, whatever they have on, it's OK. Like they're really trying to define themselves and in, in instead of trying to make them feel like they have to be perfect. You know, um, oftentimes our girls take a picture. We take a selfie and we take another one and another one. And we filter it. It's like, I don't like that. Like, how about let's just smile and have a good time and affirm them. And then the E is empower. Like it's a we thing. We want to empower them and educate them to make the right choices. And so by doing that, we have to also make the right choices. So our parents can see that um, like their role models, not just, you know, the superstars that quote they see every day or the, even influencers that you too can still be an influencer, even though it's repetitive. Repetition works. Consistency works as well. We're in a society now where 
it used to be practice, you know, do as I say, not as I do. No, we need to do as we say and do it because our kids are constantly watching us. Right, exactly. The model, the role models and, and everything of that nature. Well, heck, models models as well, actually, you know, with <laughs> social media and everything. But the role model and how important that is to kind of follow the actions and, and you know, do as we say and uh, do as we do as well and, and really model that I think is important. And that's what I really like about your solution, Tracy, is that, you know, you're really kind of attacking this at, at the root core of the, of the issue, which is I'm excited to get into the solution here in just a second. But why do you think at times... I feel like, and this is extrapolated across many different areas, not necessarily just with kids or girls specifically, but why do you think as we focus so much on kind of like the more Band-Aid solutions instead of putting in the the time and the effort and the understanding that what you and the I Define Me movement does to really understand these girls' issues? Why do you think we focus too much on some of these kind of Band-Aid problems as well? Let's take a quick time out to talk about this week's recommendation of media, and it is The Social Dilemma, a documentary on Netflix that I think is educational and interesting that adds context to how young people are navigating the world today. The documentary examines how social media's design nurtures addiction to maximize profit and its ability to manipulate people's views, emotions, and behavior, and even spread conspiracy theories and misinformation. The film also examines social media's effect on mental health, in specific, the mental health of adolescents and the rising teen suicide rates. And it's a very interesting watch and is especially important for young people as they spend the most time on social media and being captivated by what is behind their screens and it also dives into the manipulation of politics and extremist groups as well and i very much recommend giving it a watch and then of course doing your own research afterwards now let's dive back into this episode and learn more about the i define me movement well you know i think it's a quick fix you know we live in a microwave society where we feel like we could just slap something on it and it goes away and then there's going to be something new that we're going to talk about But we just have to look at this realistically. I mean, bullying has been here forever. Relational aggression is real. It's just another level. You know, you have the the overt, you know, like you hit me, I hit you back. You keep hitting me and I don't hit back. Um, And then, of course, we might have um, the verbal where we just say something negative about someone else. Um, But the relational aggression piece, when I'm talking about girls specifically, um, alienating somebody, shaming them, making them feel like you can't be a part of my circle and I'm alone, um, that piece can't be fixed overnight. And so I think that um, prevention is is, it's it's it's. It doesn't cost as much. You know, awareness is something that happens over time and we can't continue to put a Band-Aid on it. You know, therapy costs. Everybody everybody can't afford therapy. Um, so I just think that we have to really look at the fact that these these problems don't go away. You know, they just escalate and they continue over and over again. And so, you know, well, I don't know why people feel like, um, you know, uh, even I think like think about weight. When, when our girls struggle with weight, let's just go get a body makeover. No, like this is, this is a lifestyle change. It's not something that can happen overnight and you just go to like a healing space and, and wrap up and come back and there's a whole new me. Exactly. Yeah. You, you hit the, that's a great example. Yeah. Because we, oh, we'll, we'll just go get a surgery or, oh, we'll just try this, you know, fad diet that'll work for a little while and then it might not work again because it's not a permanent lifestyle change and it's not attacking how you feel about yourself, which is what you mentioned about beauty earlier, you know, like, how are you feeling about yourself? And that's the most important 
kind of part on that front. So I, I really want to move forward and in, into all the great work that uh, the I Define Me movement is doing and the solutions that you're providing, because I know there's tons and, and it's really, really interesting to me. So you've talked a little bit about some of it um, just to start, but you know, just talk about the ways that what's most important for you to empower these girls and what you kind of tell the people that work with you and, and in the other communities across, you know, what that real message is and what you're kind of impounding in these in these girls heads a little bit to really move themselves forward and make them feel beautiful on the inside, make them know that they're confident on the outside and all that great stuff. Well, you know, like I said previously, I'm a licensed therapist. And um, when I started the movement, um, 20 years ago, my daughters were little girls and one of my daughters had issues not only with bullying, but one of them had issues with um, being diagnosed with ADD. And I often realized that sometimes we hold our feelings in and, and we look at how people label us and we're not able to express ourselves. And so for me, it was starting in the community first. It was making sure that you put a journal in a girl's hand and she can write out her feelings. And then not only she write them out, she can discuss them but also being a keeper to another sister's issue. Um, you know, in my community, we have issues with um, domestic violence and all over the world, you got breast cancer, domestic violence, suicide prevention, all these things, HIV awareness that impact our community. And so um, the I Define Me movement literally started out as being called the Sister Keeper Empowerment Center. And the, the A, and it wasn't sister, it was sister with the A, S-I-S-T-A, keeper, because I had to ask girls like, um, do you have any sisters? And if you don't, the A means we're all sisters. I come from a community, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Diversity has always been an issue. Let's just keep it real, you know. Um, and as a result of that, I needed us to see what it looks like for us all to come together. So that A meant black, white, tall, short, thick or thin, hazelnut blend, cantaloupe skin, just open up that multicultural Crayola box and find your color. And if you find it, that means you're a sister or a brother. But it also meant that not just in our community, in our schools, you know, well, I grew up in a DSEG program where I had to catch the bus to the other side of town. And so to be able to take my program and make it local, national, global, where not only is it in our communities, where we're dealing with culturally relevant issues and making sure we have the materials, but also taking it to the schools and making that a local, national, global um, awareness where we can see ourselves. It's important that I pick up a, a coloring book and see myself, a book and see myself, you know, movies, films, you know, conversations where we're all a part of it and we all have a seat at the table. And so, um, that's how it went from local, national to global, but also school-based, community-based, having journals, having books, having T-shirts, having bracelets, all type of things and products that we all see ourselves. I think that's the biggest piece and being able to have a voice behind it so that um, I could have I Define Me chapters where we train other facilitators to say, you know what? I know what it feels like to define my voice and I want to make sure I empower other girls to do the same. I love that. Yeah. And the, the representation, being equal representation across, being able to see yourself in positions that you aspire to be is really important. And it plays a big role in, in the way you see yourself as well. And, and so I think that that's super important, too. And you mentioned the journals and, and I kind of want you to elaborate a little bit more on that, because I think, you know, and you obviously being a professional and a therapist really uh, know the power of it as well. Just talk about how being able to conceptualize and write down how you're feeling in written words can translate to a better improvement in 
you know, in terms of the way you think about yourself, your confidence, and then being more open to discuss those feelings as well. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you say that, you know, I did have a journal growing up. I had the little diary and boys have journals as well. Um, My safe space was the library. I would go and I would read um, about just different people and their stories and everybody has a story. But one of my favorite books growing up was by an author, Judy Bloom, and it was called Dear God, Are You There? It's Me, Margaret. And, you know, I just know that oftentimes we don't have a safe space to talk to anyone about our feelings. And so oftentimes in today's society, our girls go out and they share everything with everybody. Even our love letters are no longer on paper. They're like in phones to each other. And so for girls to be able to not only have a safe space, which is what we do with our I Define Me chapter, but to be able to write with no censor, like you don't have to spell it right. You just need to get it out. There's therapy there to be able to get out those things that you've been holding in. And it's also about being true to yourself. You know, um, I say all the time, we are taught to say, I love you to someone else, but we're not taught to say, I love you to myself. So to write those dear love letters to ourselves first, it's not only therapeutic, but it's also um, affirming to who I am as an individual. And that's that's personal to me before I can share it with anyone else. Yeah, that's such a great point. In fact, nobody ever teaches you to say, in fact, I, I would argue that you could even say it's kind of frowned upon to say, oh, I love myself. I'm that confident. I love it. It's great. Like, even then you, you kind of will get maybe a roll of an eyes or something like that. But that's a really important and powerful piece to that. So I think that's a great point. Tracy, one of the things that you all are doing with the I Define Me movement that I know you're really kind of excited about and getting off the ground and rolling through, and you've talked a little bit about the importance of getting access to communities and making sure that we're representing and, and every girl is getting an opportunity to have a safe space and whatnot. And I would love to hear more about what you call, I believe, the wellness mobile and what you're doing with that to bring into communities. Because I think that that's a fantastic little innovation, iteration, innovation, whatever you want to call it, that you've kind of uh, added to the I Define Me movement and and, and its uh, mission. Oh, my goodness. So the wellness mobile was a vision of mine that um, I, I love. You know, we grew up with the whole the wheels on the bus go round and round all through the town. Um, and I often say, but they don't always go all through the town, right, Will? And so um, during the pandemic, before that, I had this vision. I fell in love with the bookmobile growing up, but I had this vision of what it looked like to have a wellness mobile for girls. You know, you have the mammogram mobile for women and um, different spaces for our adults. And our girls are trying hard to be adults really fast, right? But what about a space that really felt good for our girls to really figure out a way to define themselves? Um, As a therapist that's community-based and school-based, there are times I would go into a school and the school would say, you know, I really need you to see this girl, but I don't have a space for you to see her. Or all we have left is this closet. So imagine going into a space to get a girl to open up for the first time in a closet, like what an oxy, right? And so I'm thinking like, what if we had a wellness mobile that was about awareness? And um, so um, I literally found this big truck. It's like a box truck that kind of looks like a UPS truck. And uh, we gutted it out. And I told my husband, I'm like, I gotta, this is the first of, I've looked it up. There's nothing like this. Yeah, you have like boutique trucks and food trucks, but what about walking in And so you just picture this, you walk in and it looks like a safe space for girls. It actually looks like a tiny house. And 
we have all of our wellness mobile books as well as we have our t-shirts, our I Define Me t-shirts. We have bands, but we also give our girls um, an opportunity to say a pledge. So we have this pledge that um, I created. And in addition to the pledge, the girls read it when they first come on. And then when they get to the back of the bus, there's a selfie stand and they take the pledge to only post positivity to social media. In addition to that, they also um, take their own selfie and then they take a pledge to only post their own stuff. Cause you know, we're good at posting somebody else's picture or something like that. In addition to that, we have what we call our keeper essentials because um, the period poverty is also real when it comes to different communities. So when we open up our doors, the girls get a journal, they get a pen, they get a band, I define me band, and then they get a keeper essential kit where we make sure that they get like their first period kit with all the different things inside of it, just in case that happens in that elementary middle school period. And, and then on the other side of it, we're all about social entrepreneurship. So we always have I Define Me Girl ambassadors who have a product that they want to market. So maybe it's lip gloss or it's body butter or it's sanitizer, or they might be an author and they know the value of being an entrepreneur, but also giving back to the community. So when the people come on the bus, they get something that's really positive that they walk off with, but they also get to see a young girl being spotlighted in the community so that they can also see what social entrepreneurship looks like. So um, it's the first of its kind in the country. I'd love to have them. I feel like there's a need to have them all over the world. Um, I'm, I'm planning to do a tour at some point that we can take it from and do girl assemblies and just fill up stadiums of girls being empowered. And um, I think that's really important. Sometimes girls can't get to you, so you got to take it to the girls. Exactly. That extra effort that you're taking that maybe not so many others are. And that's what's uh, so great about the I Define Me moving in the solution as well. Hey, what type of feedback have you have you gotten and stuff from it uh, in the in your, you know, obviously early experience with it? Um, so it was really cool. Right. It, it hit at the right time. Um, our first launch was with our Missouri Historical Society. So we made history or herstory. Um, International Day of the Girl happens all over the world. So we were able to display it and girls came out and give out journals and all kind of cool things. But the biggest piece, it's, it happened right in the midst of the pandemic. So we were able to take it to food drives and we were able to take it you know, to um, clothing drives and, and we were able to be able to partner with other nonprofits to give out the PPE kits as well as um, we have a bear, we call her a keeper bear, to the little girls, we gave them coloring books and and crayons and bears to hold on to in the midst of trauma because, you know, trauma is real in our communities. And oftentimes we just don't know how to handle it. We wanted, like you said, put a Band-Aid on it. But to be able to go in the community and say, here's a bear, there's something to hold on to, to share how you feel when maybe that person does not want to be touched by anyone else or to go up on a college campus and be able to, you know, um, give them a safe space to come on and schedule an appointment so that they can have someone to talk to as a mentor. It, you know, it's, it's just huge. And so um, the impact, it continues to grow. People are booking us and all the girls want to see it. So, you know, just being able to roll through the town and they're like, look, that's the wellness mobile. It, it's, it's a, uh, it feels good. As it very much should. Um, that's a fantastic, fantastic thing. I love how you take it to them. Uh, and it's just like a 
fun thing too, right? Like if you're if you're a, a girl and you're a kid and you're, you know, seeing this wellness mobile come in and your different representations of all the girls on the paintings and the murals and everything like that. And then you open it up and it's like this little safe space that looks like a home. I mean, that's exciting and it's fun and it's a really great welcoming experience as well, which I think is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. And, and with that, Tracy, too, let's talk about where it's spreading. Where is this I Define Me movement going? Where can people find it? And how many places is it touching? And, and tell us a little bit about that. And I know, you know, you started it working on a couple decades now. So tell us a little bit about its growth, its progress and, and all that fun stuff. Well, you know, we've shifted from um, it being the Sister Keeper Empowerment Center, where it was like locally where we do our we literally do circles here every first Friday. Um, of the month, we meet community-based and we have our community-based circles and then other churches and organizations in other states have it. But we're also in schools. So schools in different states, they um, purchase the curriculum. I do train the trainers and I do girl assemblies all over in different states. So it's in a variety of different states. But the cool thing, Will, is every time I go to another country, we start a chapter, we give out journals, we take our t-shirts, we, we push the movement global. So we have chapters in New Mexico and Thailand and Jamaica and Germany and Ghana because um, the goal is is literally for it to be a local, national, global mo movement, you know. And um, so if you wanted to start a program in the community, we have accessibility to do that. But there are times that our schools are really needing some social, emotional learning, safe spaces. There are schools that need affinity groups of just girls of color or girls, you know, that are struggling, that are immigrants that really need a space that they can talk and share. And so now we're able to do that. You know, I'm a writer, so I have created curriculums and online universities, so many tools that our girls can use that are just for them. So they don't have to always go to you know, the Snapchats of the world or the Instagrams and and not really know who's following or who's listening. Right. Now they can just go dive directly into that community where they know the demographic and they know the space and, and it's a fantastic and they don't have, a, you know, the social media trolls who are just awful and just have nothing better to do. So I think that that's um, a wonderful and, and God, look, look at the sound of that. I mean, all across the world now you have chapters, you know, in different continents. And so it's really grown and that's really exciting to see on that front. Tracy, not only do you do the I Define Me movement as well, but, you know, as compliments to that and, and doing more things uh, along, along those lines, as I, I know you got your own show that you host and, and work on and the Own Your Now. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about the Own Your Now show and, and how people can listen and, and on what you talk about and, and all that fun stuff, too, because, uh, you know, I think that's another great mechanism and tool. Wow. You know, um, again, as a therapist, the Own Your Now show. So first off, own and now is the same word, right? You just turn it around. It's the same word. And in the midst of the pandemic, um, I lost my mom. She had some breathing issues. And, you know, I'm a teen. I'm a product of a teen mom. My mom and my dad had me when they were teenagers. And then um, last year, the second year of the pandemic, I lost my dad. Um, and as a therapist, also, the right when the pandemic happened, well, we also dealt with a lot of social injustice and people were really struggling to come together. Um, politics were on the rise and just there was a lot of negativity in the world. And so I was struggling with grief. So I literally, you know, um, 
went on Facebook and started asking everybody, like, what's in your cup? Like, my cup is empty. What's in your cup? And um, let's fill it up with like positive affirmations and checking in on everyone. And everybody started coming in because we were all in the same space of needing a space to communicate and talk. And um, I added on one of my good friends who we were doing we were doing tours with the girls. We were doing I Define Me conference tours and we had covered all of the different universities, but the world shut down. So we came together and said, hey, let's start talking to people and interviewing people. So myself and co-host Yolanda Langford got together and we created the Own Your Now show where we asked people what's in your cup. We talked to new entrepreneurs and we talked to entertainers who didn't have a space to entertain and, and talk about their stories. And it went from Facebook to YouTube to uh, the ITV network. And we were on Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku. It was just, it's been huge. And now this is three seasons in. And I stopped practicing, honestly, because I was grieving. And I couldn't sit in front of one person and both of us be crying, right? So I thought, I got to, you know, reach masses. And so this has allowed us the opportunity to do so. And it's really been a great journey. It's exactly where I think I know that we're supposed to be because there's a huge need for positive media out here and, and the resources. Like, look at what you're doing. It's phenomenal that we can connect because um, people need to hear solutions. I love it. Obviously, I'm I'm biased. I, I think it's so great how it started with just like, what's in your cup? And like, hey, we need some positivity because you're so right. We're in such a tough time and there was so much division and issues and negativity just surrounding not just the U.S., but in the world in general. And to be able to just give people that optimism every day, you know, the, hey, what's in your cup? Hey, this is let's fill it up with positivity. I love it. I think it's so great. And, and you're right. That's what we need more of, more kind of positivity and stuff to bring us together versus headlines and news to to push us further apart. So I think it's fantastic, obviously. And, and, and on that front, I want to start talking about ways that People can push into this positivity. They can start bringing a little bit more optimism. So we'll start with keeping it on this show. And you've already mentioned it already, how it was on Apple TV and all this stuff. And, you know, tell us some ways that people can listen if they haven't uh, heard of it or found it yet. You know, how could people kind of tune in and, and get that um, daily dose of positivity and, and optimism and have it in what's in their cup? I want to take a quick time out to talk about some important statistics around mental health in teenage and young girls today. During my conversation with Tracy, I was inspired by the work her movement is doing because this is an issue that I just don't think gets enough attention in the media and in our society today. Starting in 2007, the rates of suicide for girls aged 10 to 14 increased 12.7% per year. And a similar trend was seen for teenage girls aged 15 to 19 with rates of suicide going up 7.9% for girls. In addition to this, during the pandemic, we only saw this get worse as suicide rates for girls and anxiety and depression among children and teenagers continued to go up. And it's one of those things that I think needs more coverage because this is an important, important issue that we need to focus on for our youth. There is no situation in which a teenager or a kid or a young person should feel that they need to take their own lives. And we need to make sure that we are doing everything in our power 
to make sure that they feel heard, they feel empowered, and that they feel happy within themselves. And that is one of the reasons why I was so drawn to Tracy's solution, because she is empowering these young girls and giving them the self-care and the self-love that they all deserve. So these are stats that I want you to take a look at and to really think about, because this is a very sad thing that we're seeing and trending in our society today. And it's very important that we take action and we work to solve this problem. And people like Tracy and the people that work on her team in the in the I Define Me movement are doing wonderful, wonderful things. So let's dive back into this episode of the Talking Solutions podcast and learn more about the I Define Me movement and the fantastic ways that they are helping empower these young girls. Well, you know, um, one of the things that we always say is like when I ask everybody what's in your cup, my whole thing is I like my coffee black, no sugar, no cream, right? I want everybody to like wake up and um, and then my co-host is all about vibrant vibes. So we want to bring wellness, opportunity, knowledge and empowerment. If that's you, if you fall into that category, we want you. We want you to tune in. We want you to share. We want you to follow. We want you to like and we want you to be on the show. We don't have to now just have you in the studio, which we do have a studio, but we can come, we can patch you right in wherever you are. We even do this thing called Vibrant Vibes, uh, Vibe in a Box on Friday. So even if you're an entertainer, we can have you there. We can showcase videos. And so um, definitely go into our website, www.ownyournowshow.com is there. Um, that's a way. We're, of course, still on YouTube. Always got to get those subscribers up. We're on Facebook. Same thing on your now show or on Instagram, LinkedIn, all of that. Um, and then when it comes to our our, our, our our nonprofit organization, the I Define Me movement, it's everywhere. I think the biggest population for us is um, educators, you know, that say we have issues at our schools. We need you to come and, and train our counselors. Um, but for me, I love girl assemblies. I, I just want to fill stadiums of girls, just empowering them all over the world. We like to do, we do HBCU tours. We do college tours where we actually go and bring the girls from the community to the schools. But we also do this thing called VIP moms. You got to see Lady O and we bring her in and we walk with the moms because oftentimes girls, moms may not have never even experienced a safe space or they may have not even been on a college campus. So to bring moms and girls together in a space where everybody grows and girls grow, we show you the value of completion and not competition, you know? So uh, so the the website is there. That's the I Defy Me movement. You probably can just Google I Defy Me movement and you'll find it. Um, so we're everywhere and uh, we're always looking for donations. Of course, it's a nonprofit. And so, but for me, I think it's all about national sponsorship, like, I really want us to take this to a, another level where people see the value of us seeing what diversity looks like. And sure, we have more in common than we do different, but we still have to know that. Like, I define me. If I define me, then I'm breathing and 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 and, uh, and pushing positivity. I call myself a soul flower sister. We have to sow seeds of positivity because hurt people hurt people. Will and uh, there's a lot of people hurting. So if we can, you know push positivity, then we all grow, right? Exactly. Exactly. It hurt people hurt people. And instead of bashing them, you know, figuring out why they're hurting and lift them up so that they can become more positive and optimistic and then spread that to other people as well and kind of create that cycle 
um, which I think would be fantastic on that front. And, and Tracy, you mentioned it too, that you're always looking for donations. I would love for you to tell people how to donate so that if they're listening right now and going, Oh, Tracy, I love what you're doing. I love the I Define Me movement. I love the show. You know, I love that idea, the empowerment that you're giving these young girls and the mental health boost and the confidence that they're giving them and to the moms as well. So, uh, you know, how can people go ahead and, and donate and, and contribute? Um, They can go to our website. That's www.idefinememovement.com. Um, there's a link there under Sow a Seed and they can just drop a donation there. Um, if they're in our neighborhoods or our communities and they want to start circles, that's a great way to get involved, to start an I Define Me circle. Um, sp- specifically, if you want us to come to your city, um, that's another way that you can get involved by donating so we can get those journals out to our community, to all the communities and making sure that um, if you like, I don't want to make a donation, but I want to be a, I want to be a part of the I Define Me movement. We have t-shirts, we have bands, we have lanyards, we have books, we have all kinds of products that really promote what it means to know that I Define Me. So any way that you can connect with us, sharing is free, share the information, share this podcast, share, share, share some more. There's a need to share more positivity than negativity, period. It just is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, again, we'll have all these links available as well on on our social media channels and things of that nature as well. So it's a quick, easy, streamlined experience for everybody listening. So they can go ahead and get easy access to all of your, you know, whether they want to donate, whether they want to create an I Define Me chapter, like you said, or whether they're a teacher or an educator who wants to bring in this type of curriculum. Uh, within their program, within their school, or if they want to hop on the show as well and, and maybe be a potential guest on the on, uh, Own Your Now show. So uh, lots of great stuff there. Tracy, I, I'd love to give you an opportunity as well to share anything that you think maybe uh, we missed and didn't cover in the show that, that you think would be worth um, the listeners to know. Well, you know, I think that um, I want to, again, just thank you for this platform. There's such a need for us to push and promote programs that work. You know, for me, literacy is everything. So if you can give someone with a journal um, to be able to write out their life plan or their vision board and, and define what that looks like, that's really important to to decrease bullying and, and decrease some of the, the, uh, the behavioral issues that we have where our girls can come to a safe space and learn is huge. So, um, you know, we're focusing on International Day of the Girl. It comes up every year, October the 11th. We normally do that where we go into the uh, facility, but we also do it online where we reach tons of girls. So if you can constantly just promote what we're doing for International Day of the Girl, if you want us to come to your city, we are ready to just grab um, the, the mobile and try to get there or get there ourselves and create a mobile experience for you. Um, that's what it's all about for us to come together. But just also remember, take the I Define Me pledge. Just go to our website and say, I'm going to take the pledge. Um, it's really easy. Um, there's some lines there that you can connect with. You know, it's like, I am who I am. I'm unique. I am we. I represent unity. I am diversity. A mosaic of people live in me. I'm my history. My story is my legacy. My voice delivers solutions. My mind seeks knowledge. My spirit flows with purpose. I'm inspired. I'm empowered. I'm naturally me. I reflect positivity. I hold the key to my destiny. It's all about me. I define me. That's important. Our girls need to see that. And they're going to continue to see it as long as we have our own Instagrams and our YouTubes and all of those different venues for our girls to connect. So 
I'm just excited about the future because that's how you own your now is to plan for the future, right? But you get me excited just with the way your passion and, and going talking through that and getting so fired <laughs> up. I love it. It gets me excited, you know, and, and I really don't. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's fantastic. You know, and I define me. I love me as well. You know, people should say that these young girls should be saying that about themselves, uh, too, instead of that weird negative stigma where, uh, you know, you say that and you're like, what? No, 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 none of that. That should be accepted. I define me, love me, all that great stuff. Tracy, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. I had a great chat with you and a great conversation. I really enjoy and appreciate your time and, and for you to be able to kind of share this message of the fantastic solution that you're providing uh, to these young girls to, again, empower them. Uh, most importantly, focus on the root of the problem and not just trying to put a temporary fix on it, but creating a long-term solution. I think is super beneficial and I applaud you for, for what you're doing with the I Define Me movement and, and for everybody that's working with you and, and all the people out there that have the I Define Me chapters as well. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Let's keep talking about it. Yes, absolutely. Keep the message rolling, if you will. As Tracy said, share it. Share it. Follow them on social media. Share some of their content that they have. Again, all those links will be available for you with easy access. Uh, you can check out their website, the ownyournowshow.com. And then, of course, I define me. Go ahead, pop that in and get tons of information via Google, whatever it is that might be on that front. Uh, it's a tremendous opportunity to do so. And again, we'll have all those links made easily available. Share the episode to the podcast. And it's global. That's the best part is it's global. It's taken over the world. And pretty soon you're going to see the wellness mobile pop up in your backyard. And I'm looking forward uh, to seeing that as well. So that is Tracy Barry McGee joining us here on the Talking Solutions podcast, the founder of the I Define Me movement, the host of the Own Your Now show as well. So lots of great uh, great stuff in today's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please, as always, I would appreciate a, a share of the episode, a little rating if you enjoyed it, and of course, subscribe on the platforms too. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the Talking Solutions podcast. And I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Talking Solutions podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode and check out all of our guests on our website at cheshtech.com. That's C-H-E-S-H-T-E-C-H.com to learn more as we continue our mission of supporting impact-driven founders. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talking Solutions Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talking Solutions. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review and a recommendation to a friend as we focus on highlighting these great founders and individuals providing solutions to societal problems and bringing optimism into the world.